All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. What is this one, Jared? This is a new band, a local band? This is Ray Gun Cowboys, a local band, good buddies of mine. They're, uh, this song's called Storms of Bruin. It's got a Johnny Cash vibe to it. I was just very, very. And they're actually uh, going on tour on the East Coast right away. So if you live out there, look out for the Ray Gun Cowboys. Ray Gun Cowboys. Edmonton Zone. Just before we started recording, you asked if Johnny Cash is still alive. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Right, right there. That's him. There he is. There he is. Shout to reincarnated. Shout to Jared for being the music guy. Hey. Thanks, hanging Jared. out with Jim Morrison and Tupac. All of them. You knew Tupac? The whole band. Holy While we're talking music, I want to go ahead and give a very solemn uh, tribute to our friend Wideneck. Locked up. He just couldn't get it. He just couldn't pull it together. <sighs> It's a shame. Hashtag free wide neck. Free wide neck. If you listen to real life podcast that comes out on Fridays, you will know my love of Mondays or Mondays. Today's Friday. You will know my love of wide neck as well as long neck as well as Sherwood Ford, the giant. I love the boys at Sherwood Ford, the giant. Follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford on Insta at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. You go. You guys were out there a couple of days ago. Yeah, we went out to uh, little shenanigans, film some content, produce some content, all sorts of video content. We created some dog content. I was going to say, do you get to see Gus? We saw Gus. How's Gus doing? Jared got to meet Gus for the first time. Evan great. got to meet Gus for the first time. And Coom got to meet Gus for the first time. It was great. It was a great day. Was there any chirping of Gus because of his uh, losing to Frank and Frank's picks? No, you know what? Gus's spirits seem pretty high. It's like he's... Uh, he hasn't given up. Like he still cares about the competition, but he's just, he's just not letting it bring him down. That's because Gus is a champion. He's got an attitude of champions. What happens to the loser in that matchup? What happens to the loser? They get tummy rubs. Yeah, and they get to play together. Maybe a couple of treats. Yeah, that'd be nice. 
I don't know. Who you're getting it, Dan. I feel like you're getting dark. No, I just Talking just asked two a good boys. We got two good boys here. They're trying their best, Dan. Chris, I want to ask you something. Okay. Last week you were not here. Last week you were away doing business type things while we talked to one George's LaRock. Yeah. Have you listened to the interview? Oh yeah. I listened to it on uh, as soon as it came out. As a genuine ON radio enthusiast, I'm curious what your thoughts were on that podcast. It was a very well done episode so thank you shout out to you guys i think you guys all crushed it in terms Absolutely. of the uh the questions you came up with um letting george speak his mind and shout out to george for just dropping like bombs of knowledge on us and just like just it, it was cool for me to be in the planning sessions of that podcast uh i remember dan asking like well, should we ask him about his hat trick? Like, is he going to remember that? So then when the question actually came up on the episode and George just like spit out specific details of something that happened almost 20 years ago, like it's nuts. It was crazy. I remember I, I was listening to it when I was driving down the road and partly like I was I was really focused listening intently because of George's accent and like just trying to like listen to everything. Um, but also I was just like so drawn in by the stuff he was talking about and just his his current love for the Oilers and just hearing him talk so passionately about the team. I could have gotten a car accident. Imagine me getting a car accident, just like zoning into the podcast and then I'll have to blame George LaRock. Sorry, for it. officer. I was listening to a podcast that I'm usually on. Yeah. But it's <laughs> yeah. very distracting. No, it was a really good episode. And as far as like, I think you guys, we set the bar so high for guests. I know we're, we're bringing in some more guests in the future, which I'm really excited about. But I mean, kicking it off with George is like a huge win for us and other fans. Was there anything you felt like we didn't touch on? Man, you could, like you guys said, you could have talked for days. Yeah, we could have kept it. Like there's so much you could have talked on. But I mean, the stuff you did discuss, it was, it was current and it was great because we were on our bye week. So, so just the, the general situation and position that the Oilers franchise is in is in uh, like front of mind for a lot of Oilers fans right now. And, and George hit the nail on the head with everything he said about it. Dan, you had a week to decompress thoughts a week out uh, from the George LaRock interview. Yeah, it was, uh, it was super cool. He, he, there was nothing that we asked him uh, that he shied away from there. He was just, he was just open and, and upfront about everything. It was huge for us at hockey fights. Uh, he had a, couple of good sound bites there about the, f- the future of fighting in general and then also about former players that have been speaking out against head injuries and and all that kind of jive so it was interesting to hear a, a professional fighter talk uh about looking stuff. at a couple of comments that came in about that podcast uh man uh manny says the rock for gm can't can't disagree with that he had great ideas hockey fights dan you were getting a lot of play out of this one because there was some there was some scraps in there that when you dig into his catalog you see how tough this dude was. It was just, why would anybody want to fight him? I know he talked about the Rob Ray fight. Yeah. I thought that Brownlee actually had a good comment and I can't find it right now, but to paraphrase, it was like, it wasn't really much of a fight. How many punches did Rob Ray actually throw there? And then just that turned into definitely one of the best fighters of all time, says Richard. Jesus, the rock was a badass, says Greg. No one rocks quite like George the Rock, says Max. So he was getting a lot of love here. Yeah, a lot was, of love. Yeah, it was cool to see. And with that Rob Ray fight, because he had said that was the, his favorite call of one of his fights of all time, was that uh, I wasn't even aware of the story, but somebody brought it to my attention that before that game, Rob Ray was asked, are you going to fight George the Rock? 
And Ray was kind of dismissive about it. He said, uh, you know, why, uh, why would that guy want to fight me? And boy, boy, howdy, did he ever regret those words? I know, uh, I'm sure George heard that. And, and, you know, as he said last week, he didn't, he didn't enjoy fighting as much as, uh, as much as it appeared to, because he was so good at it, but he was always a person that strived to be the best at whatever he was doing. One of my favorite comments that came in about the George LaRock interview was from Derek at Derek rebel rebel with two L's rebel 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 without a cause. Sure. When I was in Pee Wee, LaRock joined my team for a practice. He participated in all the drills and he made us try to push him out of the crease after he signed personalized posters and chatted with everyone totally went above and beyond. It made us all feel so special. What a beauty surprise, Dan. I mean, no, (laughs) like everything, like he's like, he's still a fan favorite to this day. And I mean, every comment that we've heard about the podcast since then just proves that here in Edmonton, but man, that story that he told us about the uh, the little guy, that was just gut wrenching. And it, and it just keeps resonating with me because the guy, you know, with that story from, from the rebel there, um, you know, he just, he, he took, he took the honor of being a fan favorite very seriously and still does to this day and knows the power that he has and the power that he can, that he can bring to somebody else. You know, I know he said he's not God when he uh, gave that little guy, you know, an extra, extra week of, of fight and, and life to get that full story. Yeah. Definitely. You're definitely going to want to go back yeah. and listen just for that story alone. Yeah, it's towards, listen, the, listen towards the end. I have an idea. What if uh, Keith Gretzky signs a 42 year old George LaRock where he needs character. We, we already established this. He needs character. What if we signed a 42 year old George LaRock one mil one year uh, to the Oilers room? He can, uh, he can dress every few games. I don't care. Sit in the press box, but just uh, fire the boys up in the room. Thoughts. Great idea. Yeah. Thanks. I think the people would love it. Well, and he's one of those would love it. And he's one of those guys like they did that with Samanko towards the end of his life um, where they brought him in with the organization. And they were, and that's like, those are the guys that that are a part of the old boys club, but they're not because they're the guys that get it. They're the guys that care about the fans and they interact with the fans and they enjoy talking to the fans. It's just it's a uh, it's it's too bad that guys like The Rock aren't in the organization. I mean, I know he's I know he's you know doing a thousand things out in Montreal, running a radio show and running his vegan sandwich shop and just everything. Uh, he's got his energy drink, Cam- all that kind of kombucha. stuff. Kombucha, yeah, exactly. Love it's, the kombucha, yeah. William Ride, William Ride says, whoa, this is scary shit. When George was not kicking ass, he was putting up points. I don't think a lot of people, I think you have to go back and kind of actively look and realize that George actually had some hands and he could actually put up some points. Again, he had 153 points in 695 games. That is rock solid for a guy who's supposed to be a fighter. Right? rock solid. Yeah, oh, absolutely. rock solid, Jared says. He would, oh, he would that's go why Jared's there. here. That's why I got him here. That's why Jared's here. Cam's gone. Cam's in New York. Cam likes to gallivant, and that's what he's doing with his misses. So Jared's in. Jared's hey. in the coom chair. And Rick is recovering. From is that a, what he said? From a Mexican nah, he's trip. he's doing pine stuff today. He was up early at the gym. Yeah, he he gets in. Six, I'm just following six thirty. He's following his Snapchat story. Arrives late after like a, a several hour delay coming back from Mexico into a snowstorm. Uh, shout to Edmonton, and then uh, hits the gym <laughs> first thing in the morning. Good for him. Are those the worst things to come back to, like from a nice vacation? Like, like coming that, back come from oh, Mexico yeah. into a snowstorm is like, that's, that's tough. A, it brings me back nightmares from when I came back to, from Mexico in December, right into a snowstorm. Wait. We also got delayed. 
So I think what we're learning here is if you're involved in Oilers Nation, don't go to Mexico. The rest of us get punished for it. <laughs> exactly that's, that. That's what I'm thinking. All right. So boys, we've had 10 days off now. 10 days away from our beloved Oilers. Fired Chirelli. Lost to Detroit. Chirelli gone. Keith Gretzky stepped in as interim. Who knows what that's going to look like? The trade deadline approaching. That is February 25th, I think, off the top of my head, if I'm remembering correctly. Are you guys excited that we're back in action tomorrow? Philly. Yes, I, yes, I am. It's been a nice break. Uh, I know for you, Bag Milk, not having to uh, eat the dirt fruit that you eat and for Chris to... Do you know what? You're just talking about fucking beets. I have to go get some today. Ugh. I don't have any. And it was nice not just looking at my pantry and just not even seeing them there. You purged but them. You had a bunch of cans. You just got rid of them. Two games this weekend. Philly tomorrow, Montreal on Sunday. What are you guys thinking about for the weekend? Because I thought, I thought that the Oilers playing tomorrow, they would be playing against another bye week team. However, Wrong. Philly has been playing since Monday, and they are absolutely rolling right now. They are on a six-game win streak. I'm just knocking out the GDB for tomorrow. Are you guys concerned about a rested or rested slash rusty Oilers team going up against a team that's absolutely rolling right now, like Philly is? Yeah. If there's ever like a uh uh, quote scheduled loss unquote I think Saturday is the day I think that Connor is fired up Agreed. from his all-star game conversations he's got something to prove he knows that this team is a slow starter traditionally the team the team does respond well to uh, to big big shakeups mm-hmm. the Ken Hitchcock winning streak that we had the problem is is that Carter Hart on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the ice with Philly is just absolutely on fire right now. He's the reason that that team is is rolling like they are. Their goaltending is just lights out. So Connor is going to score three goals tomorrow. Three goals. He might All have right. to. I like I like the I like the idea, and I agree that Connor's on a mission. There's no way he's not. He can't look at the way things are right now and be happy about it. Not to mention, Chris, second half of the season is back nine. Tends to be when Connor really heats totally. up. Oh, yeah. If you remember last year, he was about 15 points or so behind Nikita Kucherov for the league lead in points, and all of a sudden he just ripped just past him, crushed him, ripped past him. That so, was that was after he came off that death flu, and then he finally just rolled into the. Yeah, no death flu this year. He's got a fresh cut, fresh haircut, second fresh haircut, for, second yeah. fresh haircut. <laughs> just the strangest was, thing ever, but. That was the story we broke via Oilers Nation Twitter that he was getting a haircut. Big props to all of us if for I, that inside info. <laughs> If I got 10 mil on a, my signing bonus, I would also get two haircuts very frequently. I like that he did an interview with Elliot Friedman where he talked about the haircut. He's like, yeah, they cut it at an awkward length. What's an awkward length? I don't know. No, I get it. Like, cause he, the first haircut was a little bit longer. So like he could do the, the slick back and it just lays. But if it's a tad bit too short, Jared, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If it's a tad bit too short, it doesn't lay, like it's not heavy enough to lay down. Yeah. So then it like the front sticks yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, you get a little so then you just eat. eat it's ruined, so you just got to cut it even more and just do the little spiky thing. Man. Since you guys can't see this, Chris, while he was explaining that whole thing, was ruffling his own beautiful locks <laughs> and like making sure that his hair was yeah. laying flat down. Yeah. So, Man, like, how about being that hairdresser? So excited, Connor McDavid. You got you're gonna you're gonna stylize his hair. 
He's going to the All Star break. He's he's Style getting ass. getting rid of the Mick flow, <laughs> and you're the you're the next person to do it. And then all of a sudden, he gets a second, a second haircut. Cut. Did he and go back he, to the same? Well, that's the question. Does he know. go back to the same person? Just like we need to do something. Here? Is, does he just go? Does he do an about? And face? now it's going to be awkward. The next time that is a back. tough conversation. Because oh, usually, usually if you get a bad haircut, you can go back to the same hairdresser and be like, "Hey, yeah, I need a, I need a redo on this thing. You don't have to pay for it." True. You think Connor's like he's going back to the same person? He's like, okay, free haircut. I feel like Connor right is the kind of person that would feel bad about going back to that hairdresser and yeah. say, "No, I, it's fine. I got this. I got this." I just think he's a yeah, good. I agree. Good Canadian boy, okay. and he wouldn't want to uh, waste anybody's time. You know. Imagine being the hairdresser that loses Connor McDavid as a client for your company. Well, okay, so let's follow that for. <laughs> let's follow that down a rabbit hole for a second. Let's pretend that. He went to two hairdressers here. The first one's like, oh man, the all-star weekend's coming up. This is one of the biggest marketing weekends this league has to offer. And Connor is always front and center. I got to make sure this guy looks sharp. Cuts the hair. A few days later, sees him actually in San Jose. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's not my That's haircut. That's not the haircut not I gave work. him. That's not what I gave him. Oh shit. He got a second haircut. Just imagine the feelings this person is thinking, Chris. I bet you Connor did some damage control via text, though. I bet you he was like, "Listen, you know, I'm I'm gonna be talked, I'm gonna be asked about it because I'm Connor McDavid. And I just want to let you know that it's not you, it's me, and uh, I'm just a picky haircut guy. And I will come back. I will be back the next time the McFlow gets unbridled and." Or he made like a really like elaborate story like, ah, oh, like I fell down and I accidentally hit some scissors in my hair in the front and I cut a chunk out and now I need oh, to go back and I fix it. I got some bubble gum in my hair. Yeah, no, the, the, the easy one is, is the bubble be, gum. Yeah. yeah. I was just blowing a rocket bubble, like just one of the big, <laughs> massive one and it blew up in you my hair. I don't know. It. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways. They, uh, this haircut discussion, as always, brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. <laughs> They love style just like they love getting you in a brand new Ford. Oh, nicely Whoa. done. Hey. Nicely uh, done. How do you sir. do it? How do you <laughs> do it? Thank you very much. Go follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. Good news. After the all-star break, maybe, maybe not, could be. Oscar Clefbaum is traveling with the team. Dan, you wrote about it this morning at Oilers Nation. What is going on with Oscar Clefbaum? Wow. Like, let me tell you, I was all over the interwebs last night getting all kinds of mixed information. So Spectre put it out, uh, put out a video shortly after practice yesterday that Clef Bowman had taken a chop to the hand and had to talk to the trainer. And then at about 10 o'clock last night, he wrote an article that said that he is, uh, he has re-injured the hand and he will be out longer than expected. Mm. Bad news. Terrible news. We were all pretty devastated about it. Then the Oilers, just before midnight put out a tweet that says that Clef Bomb will be joining the team, likely to play on Saturday. So what I think happened is everybody saw, like there were a bunch of tweets from media guys saying that Clef Bomb left the ice and was getting treated by the trainer. Um, and he was like, he has the altered glove. His his uh, middle finger and ring finger, I think, are obviously taped together. Uh, so he has a weird looking glove. I think he was he was getting it fixed up. Um, and then they discussed the injury after the practice. Clefbaum said that he did knock it, like somebody accidentally hacked it. Uh, and then him, both him and Ken Hitchcock commented that say and said that like he should be good to go. Like it's fine, like not to worry about it. So I think this was just Mark Spector being Mark Spector 
Um, or are the others being secretive? Are they trying to hide things from us? And therein lies the issue, because this morning, as, as I had written the article last night, and, and Bag Milk helped me out with the, the update to the, to the article, uh, Tom, one Tom Gazzola came out and said that Clefbaum has been, had been uh, kind of sitting back on drills, I think is how he described it. Uh, it was uh, he's he's not paired up with his usual guy uh, Larson, and that Sakara was taking some of his reps in practice. So there's a lot of information flying back and forth. Yeah. I don't know who to believe. The fact, like, it scares me that the fact that just taking a stick to the hands. I don't know, like, we don't know the details, but the fact that he took a little stick to the hands and now he might have a setback. Like, how ready was he to begin with? Well, for an organization that traditionally lets its people percolate and really recover before we rush them back. Well, and you're a defenseman. Part of it is slap shots and slap shots are hard with broken fingers. So like Chris said, I, I, my concern is that if a tap to the tap to the hand and I can't like, if it's a battle drill or some kind of in game situation, I can't imagine he got hit that hard in the hand at practice. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would be way more nervous if that's what happened at a practice than what actually happens in a game oh, it's gonna be where 10 guys times like worse. Gritty. hacking away for, for trying to create space for themselves, hacking away just because you can. I would I, be afraid I'd that be Gritty concerned. might get out there and do something to him. Yeah, that's actually, I just realized that we're going to get to see Gritty again. Cool. Ooh. Cool um, so now this leads me to a question. Are we going to see Andre Sakara in the lineup before we see Oscar Clefbaum? That'd be a surprise. All right, well, let's jump into that. So Dustin Nielsen dropped some like a hint in yesterday's Inside the Nation on our Facebook Live video. Go ahead. He didn't say his his source for this, but he has an inkling that uh, Andre Sakara doesn't even need to go down to Bakersfield for a conditioning stint and that we might see him just straight into the lineup, that things are going way better than expected. I would be very concerned about that. He is a gentleman in his early to mid-30s. He is coming off two very severe injuries in the past calendar year. I don't know that practicing will get him anywhere close to what needs to be at NHL game level. So while I generally, well, actually, you know what? I always believe Dusty stores is because they're rock solid. I just, is that a good idea? Like, would they really be better off putting Andre Sakara in who's had no game experience this season right into the lineup over sending him back and just slow playing this. I can't imagine that that's a better idea. And we all saw how, like how Andre Sakara played when he returned last year. Like exactly. He's, he's, he's patient with the puck, but I mean his foot speed, his, his everything. Like the last time he played at a hundred percent in the NHL, the game has changed. The game has changed so much since then. That was like, that was over a year ago. I, for one, am shocked that you guys are questioning the thought process of an organization that has brought back such defensemen from injury as Lubomir Viznovsky, Ryan Whitney, Sheldon Surrey, uh, Andres A. Sakara, uh, the first time. Well, you know, it, there's, this is, oh, Clefbaum. Sorry, of course, Clefbaum shoulder injury. These are, these are, ne- this has never been an issue before of rushing guys back. I just don't understand where you guys are coming from. I just don't see how this helps. Like, I know there's pressure to make the playoffs. I know that what they need to do, they're three points out of a wild card spot. They need wins. They need wins. They need wins. But like, if a guy can't keep up, well, and if, if if he's going to be better for the team, if they send him down for a three weekend, a three game weekend in Bakersfield, then why wouldn't you do that? 
100%. Yeah, I can I can wrap my head around bringing Clefbaum back a little earlier than expected, just because like a, an eighty percent Oscar Clefbaum is st- can still take minutes off of other guys. Um, but bringing back an eighty percent Andres Cara, who is already probably like sixty percent of his overall skill. Well, and another to to further that point, Clefbaum has been able to skate. He's been he, he's got broken fingers. Yeah. That has nothing to do with his mobility. Sure, Sakara had an ACL tear and an Achilles tear. Like, man, he's got robot legs. Uh, I, and on top of all that, too, is Sakara, when we take him back or when we bring him back, he comes off the long term injured reserve. And then we have to make a roster move because of all the trades that yeah. Peter Shirelli so, left us with. Sakara coming back is arguably going to do more harm to the organization than. Well, the, the, it goes without even looking at the cap implications. I have no idea what the Oilers are going to do. The, the, if I was to guess, let's just take a quick guess right now. Little improv game. Sakara's so going to come back. How do they clear the cap space? My first thought is a Talbot trade. Yeah. Talbot but, trade, like, I can tell based on what I'm seeing, like, I know Frank Saravelli tweeted something yesterday saying that the Oilers had a good conversation with Cam Talbot and they are open to him signing an extension, which would be fine, I guess. But they also need cap space, so there lies the problem. Another problem is who's the backup if they do trade him. I mean, there's a whole list of issues here. How are they going to create cap space dan well you got to think that the log jam of defensemen has to be broken up so you've got probably matt benning or brandon manning being either moved or more likely waived and then sent down to the ahl so you bury that contract and then it's you know i mean you're probably ending up having to if you really need to get rid of another guy via trade you're gonna have to package them with picks you're gonna have to entice another team to take on your cap issues with your own picks to Matt, try to build that. Matt Benning makes sense. I think, I think you're right. Uh, Zach, Zach Cassian also would be kind of an option. I could see them moving to try and create cap space, whether you like that idea or not. Petrovic's also he's getting paid 1.9 and he's a UFA next year. Could you think they would move him out? I mean, I could see them doing it because it's the Edmonton Oilers it doesn't make sense. Cause they just traded assets to acquire him, but I know, know but like, Trade him back to Florida for, yeah, for the assets that you sent there. Honestly, Chris Weidman, Pietrelli is going to haunt us for the next five years, and I'm going to hate every minute of it. But it's nice. It's nice we're having constructive, productive uh, conversations about what the next steps are <laughs> to fix Trelly's mess. We're Everybody not. We're not. Hands. It's all. Good. Yeah, we're not sitting here complaining about Trelly screwing up our team right now. We're 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 in the afterthought of that. Uh, just seeing how we can take the next step forward. And now we just have to move through all the fuck-ups that he's done in the last four years. Unfortunately, exactly. We'll of be, which there are a pile, Dan. We'll <sighs> be sitting back and, and we, we'll be frustrated. There's going to be some frustrating moves that are going to be made and there's going to be some painful moves that have to be made in the next year plus. How are they going to add skill to a lineup that's capped out? How are they going to clear out those dead roster spaces to make it happen. It's just like, it's going to be super interesting to watch. Even just taking myself out of being an Oilers fan and trying to look at it as from like a 10,000 foot level. It's going to be interesting to watch chaos, man. If you're here for the chaos, embrace it. Some new GM, some new GM is going to become either super famous or become another Peter Shirelli. Yeah, seriously. Well, and that was the thing that bothered me the most is that Peter Shirelli had the chance to come into Edmonton and be a God. (laughs) He He really did. He just had the lob one. Just he just it. had to keep her afloat, man. Keep her between the beacons. Don't crash into the rocks and you're fine. 
So I think like it's safe to say his mistake was trying too hard. Eh? Well, that, that's what I say. Like, that's what I think I said it last week or the week before that at least he did try, but he just, he didn't know what he was doing. Like he was giving it a shot and, but it, you know, like you could have crowdsourced the trades on Oilers nation's poll on the side of the board there and probably got a better result out of things. So it's just, yes, he was trying, but man, was he bad. It felt like a gambling addict. Yeah. You know, like it's like this, this is the one I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And he kept like yeah, the analogy- putting his money in the machine and it just wouldn't win. And yeah. it's just eventually- the analogy I used on real life on Monday was that he was Chevy chase in Vegas vacation. Yeah, exactly. I can get it back. I can get it back. Yeah, I can get I can it win. back. I can win. Just and one more. Just one more time. One more time. Just give me a spin. Yeah. Statistically, he should have <laughs> like, like at least at some point you're yeah. going to, you should win a trade here or there. Like Ryan Strome for Ryan Spooner is so bad. It's so bad, but it should have been like something where you could have, you know, recouped the loss. But there were like, what makes it confusing is that there were good trades. There were. And then he just completely blew them up with bad ones. Like the Cam Talbot trade was great. Yep. The Pat Maroon trade was great. Yep. You know, getting Cassie and even for Scrivens, great. But man, the bad ones were just, the bad ones wiped out everything in their path. Like they were just bulldozing through Oilersville, knocking down buildings left and right and left a very shaky, shaky situation, Chris. When they're bad, they're bad. It's rough. On the bright side. <laughs> right, Dan? That is Write that down. Hella good insight right there. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. It is a t-shirt. Yeah, throw that on a t-shirt. Speaking of t-shirts, go get your Blame the Water t-shirts right now at nationgear.ca. Right, Chris? Still available. Hell yeah. Get them. If we're going to look at the positive side, the Oilers did make a smart move. Yeah, they Yesterday. did. Yesterday. Yes, they did. Bob Nicholson in his press conference said that they want to get to a situation where they are leaving prospects in the AHL until they are actually ready. Used overripe, which as we learned on Real Life on Monday is a poor choice of words. Go back and listen to that one. Wanye runs you through it. Now, instead of bringing back Kaylor Yamamoto to play, what, five, six, seven minutes a night, they brought up Brad Malone, a 29-year-old vet. He's an in-betweener. He's the guy who's got a little bit of NHL experience. He can chip in on the fourth line. If he doesn't play, it doesn't matter. Dan, I know you're excited. He's an energy guy. He's a guy that comes into this lineup and gives it his all every time. Does it turn into goals? No. Does it turn into assists? No. But you know what? He's a guy that comes out there and and shows these guys exactly what it takes to be successful in this league. And I think that that's something that this team woefully lacks. And it, it, there's just a lot of there's a lot of passengers on this team, and they're all just looking at Connor McDavid driving the bus, hoping that he takes them to the right destination. More and importantly, it, it's this is a guy that fills a role that they need. They're looking for a bottom six player that can chip in or maybe not even play. Yep. Having Kaylor Yamamoto or even Jesse Pugliarvi, why he's still here is another question. But having Kaylor Yamamoto in that spot rather than playing twenty plus minutes a night in Bakersfield didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, this just seems like an easy decision that should have been made a long time ago. But at least we can say the very first transaction slash move uh, in the post-Pietrelli era is a good one. Second, actually, because they signed Yol Persson to oh. a one-year extension on Thursday or something like that. Yol Persson. Yeah, okay. And actually, you know what? The Yol Persson one is interesting, too, because you would think that he's coming to North America next year. Yeah. They signed him. Loaned him to Vaxo Lakers of the Swedish Elite League. He played there. He's doing very well. He's second in team scoring behind only Roman Horak. 
Roman Horak is a name that Oilers fans will know. Got him from Calgary. Never played a game. However, Yold Pearson is yeah. second in team scoring there. So you would think that they would want him kind of coming over next year. That kind of furthers your idea about moving maybe betting out. Is that the betting spot? Do they have to create something for Bouchard? Is it going to be Bouchard kind of going up for that third line role against Pearson? If they slow play, Bob Nicholson told us they would. Is he lying, Chris? Yol. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... Yeah, and he, he's going to replace one of our depth defensemen. And I mean, at this point, just throw him in there, see what happens. I want to thank our friends at Get Sauced for helping us out with this here podcast. Mm-hmm. I have sad news, Chris. I had this curry sauce from Get Sauced in my fridge. It was great with like nuggies. Mm-hmm. Do a little dipping. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, but I'm out. I'm out. I got to go to my local shop buy myself some more get sauced damn but first what i'm going to do chris is i'm going to go to get sauce.com and i'm going to shop around a little bit yeah do it i might even give him a call i might say hey siri give a call to 780-462-2418 and she'll be like all right bro i'm gonna call sauce i'm gonna call the sauce man i'm That's a little sad do. that your siri didn't pick that up i was actually worried about that siri <laughs> your siri's a lot cooler than mine yeah siri <laughs> my siri's got no chill um or she's too chilled actually anytime i need her, she's not around get sauced go talk to him Sales at getsauce.com. Ask questions. They're fine people. Go see them at 9620 58th Avenue. Yeah, they have a... Beautiful Edmonton, Alberta. They look at all their products online and then just uh, give them a call and go pick one up from their warehouse. You should. Or, Easy. or or what you can do is you can watch Inside the Nation on Mondays and we do a Get Sauced giveaway. Watch Dusty, learn a little something. Maybe get some fresh sauce in your fridge. Check out his brand new widget. His brand new screen widget. Yeah, widgets. upgrades. Ah, uh, Dusty. Yeah, he's putting in the work. Upgrades. Yeah, Dusty asked for some logos. He's just like, I'm, I'm building a little something. Building a little something. Looks I good. looked at it. I don't know who Casa Canyon is. Oh, yeah, he commented <laughs> on that. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Just a little, little proofread. Got a, yep. Got a little proofread. Hey, <laughs> Hurry you know up what? the graphics. CNN screws up every once in a while, too. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know what? This is the nation, man. We don't care. No. We don't care. Boys, I want to talk about some line combinations. I... Well, we're being an Oilers fan, you're used to the blender coming out and the spins going around and seeing what happens. However, Bob Stoffer tweeted some line combos yesterday and you're just like, whoo boy. All right, buckle up. So on the first line, are you ready, Dan? I sure am. Lucic, McDavid, Raddy. Okay. Reader, Dreisaitl, Chieson. Wait, All right. what? All right, that one makes sense a little bit, I guess. Number two? That's number that's, two. That's line two. Kara, Nuge, Cassian, line three. I would rather flip Pulley with Cassian, but that's okay. I don't mind. I don't yeah. mind that one. Cave, Brodziak, Pulley on the fourth line. Malone, flight delayed, so he won't be in the lineup probably for tomorrow. He was in practice this morning. Was he? Yeah. Okay, he so these, these could change again. Yep. These could change again. But, but once as again, they yeah. are right now, what are your thoughts on the forward pair so far? That is... Uh... Ugh. it's one of those things where you're like you pump yourself up all bye week and you're like fuck yeah like listen to the rock talk about how yeah, great yeah. this is gonna be two games on the weekend like fired period trelly we're gonna like be fired up after this we're gonna go on a big winning streak and then they tweet out these line line combinations and you get dragged right back down to reality and you're like man this team <laughs> like the wingers on this like these line combos and the wingers they have here i i still have hope for mcratty to return Ratty to return to his his preseason self. I th- I think it's there. We Do just gotta think find it. McRaddy will prop up Lucic, who is riding shotgun up there. Well, he's also one of the hottest players on this team. True. 
He's had one of the greatest Januaries of all time True. in Oilers history. We're going to get to that. So, so I think that there's there's something to be said for him earning that spot finally. <laughs> well, yeah, but Luch, I think Lucic and McDavid just they just don't go together. Yeah, but if Lucic anybody can, can go with McDavid if they're in the right spot, like That's orange peels and tacos, Chris. And I think orange peels that yeah. if you put the orange peel right. in there, they don't go together. Okay, We're and you just down. let the taco be the hero. All right. I think that there's a chance. I'm just riffing here, Jared. I, yeah, you know, I'm just throwing things enough. out there. Sometimes they pick them up. Sometimes they throw it back. Could be a dessert taco. Could be. Nice little uh, rind in there, Chris. You write down. Chris is taking the notes today because Cam's gone. He's writing down orange Orange tacos. peels. Yeah, yeah. Orange got peel it. taco. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh, um, I don't understand. That threw you off. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm back on the lineups now. I don't understand Pugliarvi on the fourth line again. I just don't. Well. I don't. Does it so, like, follow me out here, Chris? Is it because he just doesn't want to go to Bakersfield, or are they being so stubborn that they think playing him six minutes or whatever he's going to get tomorrow on the fourth line is actually a good idea? So this is what happened the last time Puliyev was put on the fourth line. Um, he was put there because Connor McDavid was getting double shifted, so he would play with his his top line teammates, and then he would play with Puliyev. And then Puliyev scored that goal, and then the next game Puliyev was placed on the top line, and then the game after that back on the fourth line. So like. Can you can you uh, track the trends on where Pulyarvi will play next game? Probably not. But I think what I'm getting at very slowly is that Pulyarvi is placed on the fourth line so McDavid can double shift and play with him. My hot take about these lineups is that they're not actually going to be something we see in the game. I Well, it's funny you say that because Dusty also tweeted, there, I have a hard time believing these are going to be the, the True. line combos at game time. Just by seeing the second line, I think it just... <laughs> it just uh, it doesn't make sense. I think it's. I think there's just there was just a lot of stuff going on, and and that was coming out of the break. And so I really like the idea of having the three centers split up. I think that's a great idea, 100%. actually. And I wish that Hitchcock would stick to it a little bit. However, the problem is they just don't have the wingers to make it work. They just don't. I mean, look at the first line, Lucic and Ratty. There's what seven goals combined between them. I'm just guessing here. It's off the top of my head, but like the best seven January max. ever. Yeah. Reader and Chase on Chase on's carrying all the weight on that one. Reader has no goals, but I mean, Kara Cassian on the third line. Again, there's not a lot of offense there for Nuge, so Nuge's got some heavy lifting to do. That's a lot of heavy hockey surrounding Nuge. Brodziak Cave Puliarvi. Puliarvi is leading with what four on that line. So yeah. we do not get a lot of offense from our wingers, and I just don't know how well this three centers thing can work if that's what we've got from the wingers. So you know what? I'll say this: if if it's the beginning of the season and we're and it's the Oilers' first regular season game on Saturday, and you showed me this lineup, I'd be like, "All right, let's give it a shot." Like on paper, before this season, it looks good, but after what we've seen from the first forty-five-ish games, it, it's it's not a good lineup. Well, to be fair, I never would have expected Reader to be in uh, February first and not have a single goal. So if if we reset our brains. Like we, like we all need to after the all-star break all after the uh, the bye week and pretend it's a new last one third of the season this is our lineup and they play like they all supposed to play then I'm happy with the lineups thoughts <laughs> silence <laughs> what I'm trying to do is figure out how to kick the plug out from my own brain so that I can reset yeah because I would love to reset maybe Hitchcock reset Maybe I hope so. Somebody need a reset. I'm pretty sure Hitchcock just like 
just use like a word scrambler, like a word jumble app on his phone to pick these lineups. And then he's after the first like two shifts of the game tomorrow, he's going to realize that it's, it was a bad decision. Well, that's, that's what I'm waiting for as well. I actually, in my lineup section of tomorrow's GDB, I actually am writing about how Hitchcock will pull guys off lines right now. If he doesn't think it works, he doesn't, he's not one of those guys that gives them two periods to figure it out or, a game to figure it out. If this isn't working, it is not going to happen. Around the horn real quick, do you think these are the lines, line combos at game time tomorrow? Dan? Dear Gord, I hope not. Chris? Yes. Maybe Malone's in, maybe Malone's out. We'll see. Tomorrow, Philly. They are riding a six-game winning streak. You forgot, Jared, when you went around the horn. Jared, do you think these are going to be it? No, I think it's a tactic to mess with the Flyers. Oh, oh okay. Mind games. Mind so, games. Yeah, you release this. They do their lineups to combat those lineups. Well, game time switch. In, no, Flyers are all messed up. Hitchcock's in your mind. Yeah, they don't know what to do. I think te- we win the game. <laughs> I think technically the Oilers, since they're the visiting team, like right before game time, they have to submit their starting lineups and the Flyers can view it because they have home team advantage and then they submit their Is that a, Yeah, but they've been practicing all week for Lucic. <laughs> yeah. Or Lucic McDavid. Okay, fair. Right? Yeah, I'll give How do we prepare? They've got first size Lucic. cutouts on the ice. It's also important to <laughs> like note that... Uh, passing around them. Exactly. Moving around. Yeah. How do we navigate the situation? These are tricky waters. Exactly. There's a lot of man up here. I got to get around them. Hashtag Ow. blame the water. Hashtag blame the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Go ahead. Talbot is also starting tomorrow. Costco is starting on Sunday. Talbo tomorrow. Talbo. Thoughts? Do you like this? Do you like the split? Talbot first. Honestly, they're both like Montreal's won five of their last six. Flyers are hot. We already talked about that. Like, I I have no I have no preference on which goalie I want to see on which day. I'm indifferent. Just stop the puck, really. Yeah, that's all we want stop right the now. Puck. And I don't think one has sure Koskin has the fresh contract. The fresh contract, I think he has the 1A position, tab with the 1B, but I wouldn't consider one of them that much better than the other. Uh, a little earlier, I mentioned a tweet from Frank Saravalli where he talked about the Oilers apparently had a good chat with... Um, sounds like the Oilers had a positive conversation with Cam Talbot, letting him know that they're leaving the door open to sign an extension. But Edmonton has imminent cap issues, activating Sakara as an example, and Talbot would seem to be one vehicle to clear cap space via trade. Do you think there is any chance that Cam Talbot is here on February 26th, which is the day after the trade deadline? Dan. No, I think that they ruined it by signing Koskinen when they did. Agreed. I think that you have that conversation. It's just to kind of mitigate for a good guy, a guy that that seems to be well-liked in the room uh, in Cam Talbot. You're just mitigating the, the disaster that you created by signing Koskinen when they did. Yeah, it's like when your house burned down and then now they're throwing cups of water at it. Yeah. Yep. That's what it reminds me of. They're just putting a blanket around him as he watches it burn. And we we all know the, the cap situation moving forward, how shitty it is. And I think we've all established that moving Talbot would be step number one, the easiest step to free up some cap, cap space. It's just so wild that like we when when Petrovic and Manning were both traded for that day, I think everybody around the table assumed that that meant that Sakara wasn't coming back this season. And here we are and we have just an absolute watershed moment where now we have to go out and move cap around because of trades that we made to stop a stop a a flood happening in the dam. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. And and now it's a nightmare. I don't know. It's just 
Rick, who is normally here, sent in his notes about oh. Sarah Volley's tweet. He said a couple of weeks ago on Oilers Nation Radio, I said I would be fine with resigning both Oilers goalies and keeping them around $8 million combined over the next two years. Rick is still holding out hope that we are going to have a plateaued goalie system, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I, I would prefer that than com- bringing up Montoya or whoever else. Yeah, because who is the option? Exactly. Who did, where did we hear that Montoya has vertigo? Where was that a, th- was that a thing? Vertigo. That was, yeah, we were talking about that, and then we started singing <laughs> songs. We got real distracted but, by some music. But that was that was yesterday. I, I read somewhere that he has vertigo, I've, and that's why he hasn't played more My than favorite part years. is the vertigo that Chris did isn't even part of the U2 song. Yeah. They don't go, vertigo. <laughs> I don't, no, that I don't was, know I was, what song that is. That was Jason Derulo. You know this. I played it for you guys. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, right. Okay, you go I Jason Derulo, and I go you too. Yeah. I think Vertigo. Different uh, different yeah. strokes. Different tastes. Different yeah. strokes, different folks. One at Coom has sent in a question. Mm. Do you miss me? No. Yeah. Uh, no. Tell tell Cam I'm sitting in a spot now, and I'm very happy. You're not in a spot. I'm sitting no, in a spot. No, that's not a spot at all. This, I'm in a spot. No, I meant upstairs at the office. Oh, the you, did, you did immediately take that from yeah. me. You yeah. did, yeah. So Cam, He was barely out of the room and I was sitting in it. So if you don't know, we have a table upstairs where all of us kind of work around. It's like uh, an open environment where we can throw ideas around. We can just talk. We can shoot the shit. We throw a football around. Sometimes it's good space. It's, it's a like creative fam- family dinner. Yeah, it's a creative space where you can just kind of do your shit, maybe get distracted a little bit. We all kind of have our set spots, though. We all have our set positions of where we like to sit. I've been sitting in the same spot for about two years now. Chris just recently made a move. Dan made a move. Cam's been where he's been at for a long time. As soon as Cam goes on vacation, Chris slides right in. Mm -hmm. He just slid right in there. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the better spots around the table, and I uh, do what I can to take advantage of it. Cam's gone. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Cam won't even come back. Maybe you won't have a spot there because Chris stole it. Uh, yeah, I'm at a I'm I'm at a point in this office where I can't stay still in one spot, and I need to sit in all the spots. So I'd happily move back to my uh, nope, old. Can't spot. have it. No, that no, was a, not that. was a three-way trade, spot. and there is no revoking. We had a oh, the office has been chaos the last two months. I tell you, we're all just switching chairs. And we moved the table like three feet, and that <laughs> rattled you. To no end. <laughs> Begmark, did I tell you that? That I no. I commented the next day and I was like, what the fuck? No, it was like an hour later. You were like, this is this No, is no, too it much. was the next day and Dan was like, oh yeah, we did that yesterday. And I was like, okay, never mind. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did a three-way trade. Evan now sits where I sat. I sit where Chris sat. And then Chris sits where Evan sat. NBA style trade. So we talked about, we had a little Rick Mexico update. Yep. We had a Coom uh, New York I wrote down Vegas, my bad. Coom New York update. Now let's get to Evan. Oh, oh. oh. this he is just, a sad update. Just a couple of times we have mentioned Nation Gear on the show today. Get uh, Blame the Water shirts are now up at nationgear.ca. Evan is our new intern. Evan is responsible for shipping Nation Gear and taking care of some of that stuff. And he had a box of stuff in his car the other day. Go ahead and take it. Decided he goes home. Decides to go home. Get a little rest, relaxation. And then we in get a, we in get an underground picture. parking. In an underground yeah. parking. So Evan lives in a in a, in a it's a nice building. It's probably downtown. the richest building in the city, I think. No, well, penthouse. sure, yeah, yes. It's it's, he, it's, it's in a the penthouse huge suite condo. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's in Oliver, and uh, 
apparently they don't have good security systems in their parkade because multiple vehicles got broken into. Uh, one vehicle stolen. Not, not Evans. Evans. But it was actually Evans' uh, girlfriend's vehicle. Don't dox her. Don't do it to her. I won't. She doesn't want to be known. This might be the end. Evan has a girlfriend. There, I said it. <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah. Anyways, uh, somebody smashed the window. Driver's side window in. Stole a bunch of stuff, including his backpack, including some like camera equipment. Yeah. His yeah. camera. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, yeah, it was brutal. It's real bad news. But most importantly, besides the camera, yeah. um, two I Nation think, Gear yeah. envelopes were stolen. He got, wait, his camera got stolen? Yeah. yeah no, I think it's it just his tripod. Oh, oh, it's his tripod. Never it was mind. just his oh, tripod, fuck, but it's an expensive tripod. tripod. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple. He's a student, and yeah. poor students getting stolen from just sucks. Yep. Yeah, but, cool. uh, yeah, so the Nation Gear was stolen. So somebody's got some fresh teas out there. Yeah. Yeah. If you see a like a sketchy looking, I think they were YG original shirts. If you see a guy cruising with some fresh teas carrying a tripod, <laughs> shake him yeah. down. Shake him down because we need to see the receipts on all that shit. Yeah. Send us a photo and tag us with at Sherwood Ford, and uh, we'll we'll try and track them down. I'd also like to give a PSA to uh, everyone listening: please do not um, steal from anybody. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Yeah, that's it. that's what Chris that's trying good, to say: is don't be an good. asshole. Don't, don't be a dick. Don't steal people's stuff. There's yeah. no way that anybody listening to this podcast is an evil person, though. No, you're all great people. You're we have all a very great people good audience with huge brains and wonderful personalities Sorry. i want to go ahead and thank our friends again at get sauced 96 58th avenue right here in snowy edmonton alberta boys we have a little bit of snow Ooh. today thankfully you can go to get sauced grab some of their uh some of their death sauce mm-hmm. what's that one called death sauce. reaper Scorp- the reaper the sauce reaper. Reaper the scorpion sauce. hey you just, you-, you just breathe fire blow all the snow away do you oh. know info about the oodle noodle get sauce partnership yeah oodle noodle and get sauced came together two megalodons of Edmonton culture and they merged to create one fiery box that's available February only. Yeah. Today. Today is the first. first yep. Go check out your local Oodle Noodle. Try one of the new fire boxes. Our friends at Get Sauced. Get Sauced, they are everywhere, every time, everywhere. I said that at twice. <laughs> make that in a shirt. That's their, that's their new slogan, <laughs> I think. Time, yeah, that's two shirts. Every, everywhere. Every, everywhere, every time, everywhere. Get sauced. Getsauced.com. Look for that new slogan, probably coming up on their website at some point today. The mm-hmm. five D's of dodgeball. Dive, duck, dodge, dodge, and dive. Dip. Dip? Dip. You guys want Chew. to dip? You want to snooze? <laughs> a little smack smack. I was oh, watching man. the Avicii documentary last night. Chris told me to oh, watch it. They were so talking good. about going to buy. They had a guy running, going to get snooze. I tried the Swedish snooze at the Nashville Predators game yeah. this year. How was it? And oh boy. It's a little bump. I put a little bit in. So I agreed. We had we had a bunch of Swedes uh, visiting. And uh, so the Oilers lost the first two games that they saw. And, and so I thought it was a pretty safe bet to tell them that if the Oilers won this game that uh, against the Capitals... But I would do a little snooze if uh, they did. And the others did pull off the victory over the defending Stanley Cup champions. So I popped that boy in and I started by one of the escalators. And by the time we made it to the Sky Lounge, I was on cloud 12. Oh, yeah. If you don't know, snooze is essentially a little tea bag full of chewing tobacco. Oh, thank you. I was going to ask. And the Swedes love it. The Swedes. <laughs> you don't it. have to spit this stuff. And I oh, thought boy. It was, I thought it was the. Is that snuff? The like sniffing That's tobacco. That's the stuff you put in your nose. Yeah. Oh. You take a little bump of that. Oh, no, thanks. Ugh. Ugh. 
Wow. That was my first and ev- last ever try of that. Okay. I remember playing slow stuff. pitch with my buddies and we all used to have like red man, loose leaf, the loose leaf chewing tobacco. Were you in the sandlot? Yeah. Like essentially we all love the sandlot <laughs> and we would just pack like a big wad of it into our mouth, into our cheek along with chewing gum. Like, cause we saw that. The oh or something. man. Sweet mercy. That's oh. disgusting. Oh, that's, that's hard. I think the lesson here that we've learned is chewing tobacco bad. <laughs> Chewing tobacco yeah. bad in all varieties. What a what a moral episode this has been. <laughs> don't hey. steal. Don't chew. Just live your life. We're here to entertain and also to educate. Yeah. Bo- Boise Weather's coming off their bye week. No, Nothing for the last 10 days. However, there was an all-star game. There was an all-star skills competition. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, to a surprise to nobody, won fastest skater. Chris, Easily. surprised by that? Uh, no. And I don't even think he was going full bore either. No, no. I'm just like, I'm just happy he didn't blow a wheel. Yeah, like there the was boards. that guy from Dallas that blew a wheel and crashed into the corner. That was, At least it spiced up the contest a little bit. I was like, well, all right. The guy crashed. You don't see that often. They let yeah. him do a re- They let him have a mulligan, though. That was friendly. That's good. Yeah, that was my biggest concern Our, was uh, dry side on McDavid's health going into the tournament. Or the weekend, I mean, and they came out unscathed, and I'm happy. I was actually really nervous about Drysaddle in the passing contest, not because I doubt him or anything like that, just by how badly some guys were fucking it up before him. Oh yeah, especially the the saucer passes over the whatever into the tiny little nets. I'm yeah, just like, yeah. man, this is an evil contest. Oh yeah, and then Drysaddle just comes out. He's like, all right, are we doing this backhanded or what? And then <laughs> yeah, he fucking hey. flies through it. Like the four of us should try to uh, duplicate that competition. Done. See how long it takes. Man, we'd be there all weekend. Totally. The one across the ice, that's like an 80-foot saucer pass. Yeah. It, like, it, it looks way too hard, but they do it. They do it fine. Well, and Drysaddle, he was just like, some guys were really going into it, like trying to make sure to clear the barriers, especially on that cross rank one, and Drysaddle was just like, oh, here we go. He just fucking <laughs> launches him over there, super tight, keeps it, and then lights out. Leon does that in a game situation, so it's no problem when there's nobody around. I think they should honestly mix it up and do a little bit of backhand in there because Leon's like, all right, let's do this. Oh, yeah. Because backhand, we would have been there forever. Anyway, did you guys watch the game, like the actual tournament itself? I had to miss it. I wasn't home. I did watch it. I wasn't. Oh, it was. Uh, it was just one of those things. It just turned into a joke about the Oilers because there was two of them <laughs> on the Pacific team. So of course, that's the reason we lost. But uh, you know, it it was one of those things where like did you go, Connor and Leon do anything sweet? Well, you come in, you come into <laughs> it, and you expect them to just dominate three on three because that's what they do. But but uh, they're just, they were trying to like set people up. They gave uh, every goal I think the Pacific scored, which is not to say that they scored a lot because they didn't. I think they lost like 11 to 3. Um, wow. And the Oilers were in on, the Oilers were in on two or three of the goals. Of course. So almost all of them. <laughs> Was, uh, uh, but at one point, they put uh, Gaudreau, Pedersen, and McDavid together because the CBC crew asked Bill Peters to do that. So he's like, oh, fuck it. Let's do it. And so uh, does he care? So they, they went out and they scored on the first try because McDavid led uh, old Johnny Cherry Pick with a nice pass. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he scored a goal for it. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. They, they won it last year. The, that was the first time that the Central Division has beaten the Pacific Division in the three-on-three tournaments. So it was good to see for them. The, bright the, side. the Central Division was trying real hard. The bright side, I guess, if there is one, so they just got to chill out and watch the rest of the rest of the games happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they weren't ups- I mean, Put they get feet a, up, have a snack. They get a drink. million bucks if they win, but I'm sure they weren't upset not having to finish the tournament. Yeah, but, just have a chat, watch, look around. Shout out to Mark Andre Fleury 
Because if you look back at some of his saves that he was making during this thing, the the Pacific Division was down like 8-3 to three at that point, and he's just selling out for goals, doing the full-on splits, and just just a beauty. But, uh, yeah, it's it's too bad. Like, it, it the All-Star game will just never have the kind of pizzazz that it did when Owen Nolan was calling his shots. And it was cool because it was actually... Comp- well, there was... It was actually somewhat competitive in the 90s where the guys actually cared about winning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a difference. That just kind of disappeared somewhere along the line. I like they changed it up with the three-on-three. Three. I like the three-on-three. Three. It's yep. fun. Yep. They're like, Meh. They should go to Meh. a draft system like they did with the NBA. They had it. They used to off. have that. They, yeah. They that, ruined it. But yeah, they, and they uh, should bring that back. They made a huge deal out of Phil Kessel not getting selected. And then the next year, they like <laughs> they like sugarcoated it for the the last guy getting picked. Oh. It was like the guy that didn't get picked got a got a car. And then Ovi was what? campaigning for and the then car. Then Ovi campaigned for the car. So it was just a whole. Th- they all oh, just man, collectively ruined it for themselves. Yep. Uh, That's boys, why we can't have nice things. Since we are getting back to Oilers hockey tomorrow, at this time tomorrow, twenty four hours from now, the Oilers will be on the ice probably in the second period. It's afternoon here, Friday. We are going to revisit the Milan Lucic goal draft. Have you guys remembered what has happened so far? Let's recap. Have I, oh, have I ever? Let's remembered. recap. It's one Cameron Von Lewis has got. Oh, I just bumped the mic there. Sorry, Jared. It's all right. One Cameron Von Lewis has three goals. Daniel, one goal. Got Ooh. on the board. Chris, myself, Rick, zeros. I just remembered something. It's, it's February, and we all know that February is my month. I've got like seven games in Feb. So February, we've got... So let's start at the weekend. We've got Cam coming up tomorrow. If Lucic scores tomorrow, playing with McDavid, I'm going to be pissed. Cam's not even going to be watching the game. He's going to be in New York. Probably Ugh. like gallivanting, maybe riding the subway, looking at people, trying to take some pictures that he can get posted on Subway Creatures on Instagram. He's not even going to be watching. Last time he was at a fucking movie. Yeah, this oh, Lucci I'll, I'll scores flip. again I'll flip. when Cam's not even watching or anywhere near a TV. I'm gonna spaz out. He was there for the Buffalo game. He was in attendance for the Buffalo game and was yeah. smack talking the hell out of us. Okay, we'll we'll give him partial marks on that one. However, his two goal performance, or no, that was against Buffalo. Damn it! Damn it! God damn it, Cam! Okay, so here's what I think that we do because he's never gonna listen to this podcast. No, let's pretend if he scores scores tomorrow that's somebody else's day. We just switch oh. it. Switch it in the list. He'll never know. All you listeners that are paying attention to this and recapping the Lucic goal draft with us. Don't, don't narc on us. You don't tell Cam a damn thing. Snitches get stitches, motherfuckers. <laughs> true. Remember, remember how we said to not steal and, and uh, snooze? <laughs> yeah. You can just lie. lie. That's yeah. a good... So listen, for if your lie is for the benefit <laughs> of all of us, then I feel, I feel like it's acceptable. Yeah. Okay, so if Lucic scores and then Cam will text us and be like, who has Lucic today? We'll just lie to him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he has the board. Okay, so who's taking? Nah, he's, no, no, he's, he doesn't. He's not looking. No, at he's got no the actual way. board. Yeah, yeah, but he's covered up like the wrong dates and stuff. So we can, oh, okay, we can play this. We no, no, no. This. I, I I really don't think he's going to take the time out of his New York trip to look up that board. So the question is, who do we give the game to when Lucic scores? Well, the Me. obvious choice is Dan. Why? Well, close, it depends. If, are we gap. going for the win here? Are we closing the gap or are we getting someone else on the board? Because we still haven't revisited from two weeks ago when we talked about pooling all of our games remaining against Cam's three. Well, Rick Rick would be useless because he, yeah, he spent out. his whole... So I have an load. opinion on this. I have got like six or seven games banked in February. So I'm not really in a position where I want to pool with you guys. Wow. 
You don't want my goal that I, or my assist that I have? Five of oh, six goal. games, uh, six of eight games to close out this month. So February literally is Chris month. Honestly, I think I'm going to bow out of, uh, of uh, joining you guys. Unbelievable. Ooh. I can't. All right. Well, then he's not getting Ooh. the bonus goal tomorrow if we steal from Cam either. And no, 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 a, no. That's no, a no. different. That's a separate discussion. You're not a member of the Thieves Guild anymore. Then it goes to. Why don't we just give it to? I Jared? feel like it's all for one, one for all. Okay, wait. Why don't we? We're give, all in on this together. <laughs> why don't we give tomorrow's game to Evan? Because remember when we were doing this Lucic goal draft, and Evan was like, "Why can't I be in it?" And we're like, "You're not going to be around." <laughs> and here we are. Evan's still around. But we all divided evenly, though. Why? It's okay, just a pity. I thing. think it might be a dead giveaway to Cam if we're like, "No, no, Evan had that one." <laughs> okay. I don't think that we can pull that much past him. Okay, idea. What if we just we just tell him a name, one of one of us, like Rick. I don't care. We we give him a name, and then uh, Cam just goes on thinking that they have a point, but in reality, we give the point to Cam. But when we're talking about it in front of Cam, we don't actually tell him he got a point until we can like stretch the lie out as far as possible. Oh, we can stretch this lie out. Real- all you know as long as we want because there's no way cam is going to listen to this episode if the three of us are in on this it doesn't matter the listeners are on board i can hear it through the radio already that they're nodding in agreement because they can't stand on if they're whom ran away with yeah, the this people thing. the people outside the window the crowd the crowd amassed right outside yeah. of our window they are they are chanting yes cheat 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 if they're <laughs> even still listening after all that snus talk <laughs> you think the snus talk board everybody i don't know <laughs> You think our fans aren't fans of SNES? Oh, they're SNESing all day. Come on. So, Chris, are you backing out now? Yeah, I'm. I'm oh. taking. I'm being oh. selfish, and I'm. I, I'm confident in my picks in February. I'm going <laughs> to surpass Cam. I'm going to surpass. Cam. So, when I win this goal draft, uh, because of my one goal that I have right now, I am going to make your shirt just mercilessly horrible. Yeah, it's the risk Bag I'm Milks taking. is going to be really nice because you know what? He was still down to help out. Yeah, Rick. Like, he ain't cheating, he ain't trying, my friend. Yeah. Rick is going to be, you know, I'll, I'll do a little bit something for Rick because he, he did give Lucic as much credit as he could by taking every single game at the start of the draft. So you're rewarding all these people for sucking. Because they're a part of the, <laughs> the cheaters wow. guild. This is what's wrong. Handing out participation ribbons. <laughs> and this is what's wrong with society. Dead air. That's what's wrong with society. <laughs> That's what's wrong with society is we're all cheaters. All right, boys, we are running out of time on this episode. What I do want to end off is a couple of questions from Twitter that came in. Uh, Sam Akers asked, in an alternate universe, what career does Connor McDavid gravitate to, gravitate to if he doesn't play hockey? And would he be as dominant in that career as if he were a hockey player? I bet you he's a hella good track play- runner. Long you, distance running. And I or bet something. you he just destroys like Canada holds every world record ever, forever because Connor did it. Like I imagine him good at the high jump, just kind of tall and lanky. He's got the powerful legs. Yeah, driving forward. Just took my answer and turned it into another track and field sport. No, I'm gonna peg milk. What do you think? Oh, this is easy. Do you know like those kids? You'll see them on YouTube every now and then. They're like four years old. They're already concert pianists. Like you ever see those oh, videos? Oh, yeah. That's what Connor would be. He would be like a concert level pianist or something that's oh. very mathematical like that, where you can think the scales through. He's like, I've got these notes. I know these keys. I've got this. Ever since I was four years old, I was playing Bach and Beethoven. I didn't take lessons. I just heard the song and then I translated it instantly to the keyboard. I transposed it because I'm talented and I am a uh, outer 
worldly talent on the piano. So I'd say Connor is a concert pianist entertaining the world around playing big, big concerts because everybody wants to see him. Alternate universe. I think he owns a, uh, a hardware store in a small town <laughs> and he's just all around nice guy. Good just, community guy. Stand up. He's even willing to come help you with your project. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you doing over there, Jerry? You do uh, putting some drywall? McDavid's hardware. Oh, I'd shop at McDavid's hardware. So this is the alternate reality career I have for Connor McDavid. Go ahead. He starts out young, um, just really talented at everything, mostly included in, including sports, just a natural athlete kind of guy. So he starts putting his uh, recordings on YouTube, and then he eventually becomes a YouTube star. But this is before... <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> this is before Dude Perfect kind of took off. So Dude Perfect is also like lifting off... And then they see Conor McDavid's YouTube channel and just how good he is at like just natural athlete kind of things. So they hire him and Conor McDavid joins the Dude Perfect team. And now Conor McDavid has his own uh, YouTube channel and he's he's making the same amount of money, probably even more. He's making like five mil a month. You don't know how the internet works, do you? He's making more. Yeah, I do. Those guys make like 20 million a month off YouTube. Yes. 20 million a month? No, no. (laughs) <laughs> like PewDiePie was loaded. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But he was like making like eight to twelve a year, not yeah, a month. Twenty million, a like month. twenty million a month, man. He's man. a fucking sorry. Maybe maybe I'm, in, maybe I'm in a year, but still more Are than he's making Mr. now. Mr. Perfect from WWE from the eighties. No, oh, Dude Perfect. What's Dude Perfect? They're the Trick Shot guys. You don't know? Oh them? yeah, okay. Yeah, the Trick Shot guys. So like Trick Shotting is just <laughs> something I think of Conor McDavid being good at. Maybe like, like unboxing. What about unboxing presents? Well, that was gonna be my other thing. Is maybe he starts out. Maybe he starts out. <laughs> How did you out. pull that one, Milk? How did you know he was gonna go there? Maybe I just read a story out. in the New York Times a little while ago about this seven-year-old kid who unboxes gifts on yeah. YouTube, and he made like fifteen million dollars last year. That's what I was saying. Crazy. I think he's the highest-paid YouTube star. One of. Does Damn he make close. fourteen billion dollars a yeah. year a month? A with, with your math, the Minutemen <laughs> would be making thousands of dollars an episode. No, well, we're not that big yet. <laughs> Anyways, Conor McDavid, YouTube star. Last question before we end this off: Brandon asks if you could dump any three player salaries that aren't Lucic or Sakara, who would you pick? Wow! <laughs> I'll start. I got Brandon Manning. Uh, I'll do Chris Russell, not because I dislike Chris Russell, just because the contract's a little expensive. And we're, we're, we're clearing cap space, Dan. I know you need defensemen, but you also need value defensemen. So I've got those two. And if I can't pick Lucic, I'm going to have to go with Ryan Spooner. Like, please. Yeah, those are pretty, those are pretty solid list. Mine, like I feel bad saying Chris Russell because yep. I actually don't mind Chris Russell at all. It's just nope. his contract's a little inflated in so cap space. Who do like, you, you chose Benning, Russell, and? No, uh, Brandon Manning, oh, yeah. Russell, and uh, what was my other guy? Spooner. I, mm, if if we're assuming that we're going to get a return on the investments, like a tr- are we talking trade? I just, just clear, just, just clear it out. So oh. let your imagination run with you. I I don't I don't want to lose him as a player, but and once again, it kind of speaks to your your Chris Russell uh, analogy there, bag milk. Uh, if I could get Leon Drysital's contract. Oh. Down. Dan going back to his anti-Leon Drysaddle propaganda. Yes. Yes. Holy no. Uh, I just think that I think that there's um, that's a big that's just a big one. Uh, the Brandy Manning one. No brainer. And Ryan Spooner, which we're stuck with with both of those for two more years. Right. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Chris thoughts. 
I'm gonna go with Tobias Reader. It's a two million dollars. Yep. I'm gonna go with uh I love him, but Zach Cassian. It's uh about another two ish, roughly. And uh the Pouliot buyout contract. Yes. One point three. So no more wingers on Chris's team. Chris doesn't like wingers, nor does he like any of you that listen to this. That's why he wasn't on for the George LaRock interview. We don't need wingers when you got three big centers. <laughs> I want to thank all of you for watching or listening, I guess. You can't see this. I want to thank all of you. Jared, who we got playing us out here again? Raygun Cowboys. Raygun Cowboys, thanks for playing us out. Thank you to Get Sauce. Thank you to uh, Sherwood Ford the Giant for making it all possible. Have a good weekend, everybody. Shout out, baby. Best wishes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.